recorded live at 4 Triple Z Studios Brisbane on 102.1 FM and broadcast across Australia on the Community Radio Network. You're listening to Zed Games. With 10 years experience and over 500 episodes, Zed Games brings you the best in gaming news, reviews, community and culture. Want to reach out? Message us on Facebook at ZEDGamesAU. Hello, hello, hello. I'm Zara, and with me in the studio tonight is Rani, and I'm scared. You're you're not even in the seat yet. <laughs> I'm terrified, guys. Uh, fair enough. Fair enough. I was terrified too when it was my turn in the hot seat. But right now, I'm just warming it up for you, so it'll be nice and toasty for when you take over. Yep. Which I'm super excited about. Uh, can we have a round of applause from everyone at home for Rani? Uh, Working on announcer training will soon be fully fledged. Very exciting. Yeah, at some point, I'll be there. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Yeah, it'll be fine. Like, what's the worst that can happen? Studio explodes? (laughs) Studio explodes. Again. Oh, we don't... The past is the past. The future is the future. And speaking of the future, let's talk about the very near future. We've got here at Zed Games, at 4ZZZ, we have gaming news. Shocker. We have a game review... Oh my gosh. By Ronnie. Oh no. And we also have a, not quite a review, more like a, my desperate pitch to people to get them into D&D. I thought it was like a crash course. It's a crash course. You're not pleading with the it's people. Not... They will play D&D. They will. You will play D&D. We need more people to play D&D, please. I'm please come desperate. play D&D with us. Please play D&D with us. And if it sounds really intimidating, I'll tell you why it isn't. But that's later. But right now... We're going to listen to the news by the very own, our very own, Melee. Yay! China has cracked down on the gaming screen time of people under 18 years old. New rules imposed this Monday require Chinese gaming platforms like Tencent and NetEase to limit online gaming access for minors to just three hours per week. And it's not any three hours, but specifically one hour per night from 8pm to 9pm on Friday, Saturday and Sunday. Previous restrictions limited kids to 1.5 hours of screen times most days of the week. The move is motivated in part by a desire to fight online gaming addiction amongst kids and to protect the physical and mental health of minors. China is the world's biggest market for video games, so it's no doubt these new restrictions will deal a blow to the gaming industry. While it's practically impossible that similar rules would be implemented in Australia, many parents outside of China have shared their support for the system online. Overwatch changes a character's name in light of ongoing trouble for Activision Blizzard. Over the weekend, the Overwatch development team announced that the character of Jesse McCree, who was named after a Blizzard employee who specifically came under fire in the recent controversy, would be having his name changed to distance him. It isn't clear yet what the Gunslinger's new name will be, but they have promised something that better represents what Overwatch stands for. Additionally, the team stated that going forward, in-game characters will no longer be named after real employees and that they will be more thoughtful and discerning about adding real-world references in the future. The case against Activision Blizzard itself is still ongoing with the state of California having recently expanded the lawsuit against them. They are now also including temporary workers to the female full-time employees that it's doing the company on behalf of. There's new hope for Cyberpunk 2077 as CD Projekt Red hires community modders. It's come to light that CD Projekt Red has recently been bringing members of the Cyberpunk 2077 modding community on board the team to work on the game's back end. 
This was revealed by Mora Hambalto Bense in an announcement on the game's modding community Discord server. About their new role at CDRP, they said, We will be working on various projects related to Cyberpunk 2077 backend and the game's modding support. We are really excited for this and we really hope we can help to bring Cyberpunk 2077 to the next level. It's a positive move for the game, but this long after its initial release, it'll be hard for Cyberpunk to rise above the name it's built for itself. This week's gaming releases. Big Rumble Boxing Creed Champions is coming to PC, PS4 and the Switch on September 3rd. Family Trainer is coming to Switch on September 3rd. Kataria Fables is coming to PC, PS5, PS4, Xbox One and the Switch on September 3rd. The Medium is coming to PS5 on September 3rd. Bus Simulator 21 is coming to PC, PS4 and Xbox One on September 7th. Shinobalite is coming to PS4 and Xbox One on September 7th. Fist Forged in Shadow Torch is coming to PS4 on September 7th. And Sonic Colors Ultimate is coming to PC, PS4, Xbox One and Switch on September 7th. And that's all this week in gaming news. Thank you for that, Maylee. Very interesting stuff in the news. I... I have thoughts. You have thoughts? I also have thoughts. I mean, look, um, I'm trying to think back to how under-18-year-old me would have reacted to a ban like that. But I'm also thinking I didn't spend, like, during the week at school, because I would have been, I'm thinking, like, 16, 17. Yeah. I was spending too much time actually studying, but that's just me. But then on the weekends, I could spend, like, an entire day playing video games. Yeah. So I think I would be pretty grumpy because that's... It's not even like you can accumulate your three hours and do it in one go. It's one hour, three days a week. You know, um, when I was younger, I was only allowed to play video games for an hour a day. Yeah. Uh, and I accidentally got really good at speed running because of that, because I didn't have a memory card for my PlayStation. So I would have to either just leave the PlayStation running or until I figured out that I could just leave the PlayStation running forever with a fan aimed at it to keep it cool, <laughs> I would just restart the game over and over and just sort of challenge myself of how far could I get in this hour and I think it caused more problems than it solved. <laughs> so my parents did put a child lock on the computer so they couldn't spend the whole day playing video oh, okay. games during my holidays. Um, I figured out how to very quickly um, break their child lock. Not break it, but, you know, I you, figured out the password. You hacked it. Yeah, you I hacked, hacked it. it. Yeah, yeah. Hacker I'm, voice, I'm in. Like, <laughs> hacker voice, I'm gaming. Yeah. I mean, The Sims, literally for The Sims. Like, let's get that clear. It is It is important to have balance in all things, um, especially with students. Like, if I, if I could get away with it, I would have played games just, like, all the time and just yeah. ignored all my homework. But we don't need to, like, not be able to game at all i think it would make it worse like i i'd try and sneak around like find ways around it yeah for like the times when i wanted to there were days where i just needed to blow off that yeah it's it's an it's an activity it can be good for you and it can be bad it can be bad everything so can everything um the other thing is overwatch i was pretty i i liked it yeah I am curious as to what the uh, shippers are going to do with the name change. Oh, yeah. There's going to be a bunch of stuff that needs to have, like, 
just be updated. They're all going to go into their um, AO3 accounts yeah. and just, like, find all the names and just, like, select or replace. Yep, yep. Um, but it is it is a gesture that was um, requested by people mm. who were affected. Um, yeah. And it's good that they're listening and making this change. Like, I Yeah, know, especially when they're in the middle of everything. Yeah. They're still doing something when their hands might be tied in other ways. Yeah. Um, which I really appreciate. Like, I, I think that is... I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. And, um, like... It's so, kind yeah. of weird to name a video game character it after someone. It is a someone. little bit weird. I didn't actually... I feel like in the back of my head, I knew that he was named after someone yeah. in the company. But also, at the same time, it, like, I didn't really know that. And when I when it sort of came back, like, when that news popped up, I was like, oh, that's a bit strange. Like, yeah. And it's not like, you know... Sometimes when you see things like that happen, it's like, you know, like the founder of a company or something. Yeah. So... It's it's an interesting, interesting thing that we get to look at. And then Cyberpunk 277. I may even reload up the game just to see. Like, just to see. Because I very quickly quit that game. Because yeah. I couldn't get very far in it. I mean, like, we know that modders are they're quite talented. They're very good at what they do. And they get into it because they're so passionate about mm-hmm. it. And they have a vision of something better. Uh, so I think it's going to be really interesting to see what they do. This is Zed Games at 4 Z. I am Zara, and with me is Ronnie. Yay. And Ronnie has a review for us. I do? So, yeah, you do. <laughs> yeah, I, saw I, do. You, I saw you I saw you. writing it and it everything. It's right in front of me. You can't, you, can't, you can't get out of this, Ronnie. I've done it. And go. Okay. I am going to review Fire tonight for you this evening on Zed Games. I like this game. I really, really like this game. In the year 1990, before cell phones, or as we call them here, mobile phones, Maya and Devon are separated by a massive fire that is spreading through their city. As they try to make their way to each other despite the raging fires, they contemplate the choices that got them to where they are. Fire Tonight is a short narrative puzzle game that leads the player through a city that is on fire. The game opens with a little cutscene that gives you the character background. You learn who Maya and Devon are, and establish that you'll be playing the game mostly through Maya's character. When you spend time as Devon, you mostly get to learn about his relationship with Maya, and that's where you'll get most of your narrative gameplay, since he has decided to stay in his apartment until she gets there. Classic. There are eight levels for you to play in Fire Tonight. Each level, more or less, alternates point of view between Maya and Devon. You spend most of your time playing as Maya and you'll navigate each level by moving the camera to reveal ways around what is essentially a maze or a puzzle. So early on, you'll meet a friend in the middle of a fire, questionable, I don't know why everybody's just standing on the corner uh, while there's this fire raging through the city, but she'll give Maya back her headphones. And once you have your headphones, you can find places where the fire eases so that you can actually progress the story and through the levels. So you'll find that like some of the levels are cut off by the fire. And the headphones, when you wear them, the world gets brighter and the music changes. You have to be quick though because the headphone batteries die quickly and you'll need to rummage in bins to find spare batteries to keep them alive. The puzzles aren't particularly challenging and are thoroughly enjoyable. I had a blast maneuvering the camera to reveal where I needed to go and I did not actually get frustrated playing this game at all, even though it doesn't give you on-screen hints. 
The game also places a great importance on music. It's a very big aspect of both Maya and Devon's characters. They're big music fans, and you often can explore their music tastes in some of the levels that you get to spend with Devon. So most of the music is instrumental and great for background listening. I particularly like studying and writing to it. It really helps strengthen the atmosphere of the game. So in terms of accessibility, I didn't run into too many issues. I was playing on the Switch, though, um, and some of my issues don't really come across on the Switch. There's no voiceover, so all of the dialogue is in text form. However, if you need a larger screen or you struggle with joysticks and cursors like I do, which is the one thing I had an issue with, I'll recommend getting the game on PC or Mac instead of on the Switch. You could use the Switch docked to a TV for a larger viewing experience. There's no issue there. Um, there isn't a dedicated accessibility menu, though, and I'm unsure how colorblind players will go playing the game. I'll check this and update the review on the website when it goes live. So overall, I adored this game. I really wanted there to be more to it. Um, it's not a particularly long game, and you could get through it like on a train ride in one day. Um, it was incredibly forgiving when I messed up, and while it didn't offer too many hints, I thought it was fairly easy to navigate, though I'll forever hate having to move a cursor around on a switch. I love that the main character Maya is from a South Asian background, because I think that this is possibly the first game I've ever played where the main character has been Indian or South Asian in general. I thought it was a gorgeously designed game, and I think if the developers wanted to expand the game in any way, I would happily play more of it. That sounds lovely. I loved it so much. Really, I was actually really sad when it ended. I was like, no! Yeah, because you said it was, um, it, only took, it was only an hour long. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. I wasn't playing for very long. Well, like, sometimes... Like, games only really need to be as long as they need to it's be. definitely like yeah. a commuter game. And um, when you start up the menu, it gives you a new game or select level. Yeah. So there's no, like, continue game. Um, so you will kind of want to make sure uh, you check where you're at before you close the game. If yeah. you're not doing it in one go. Yeah. Because you could definitely finish it all in one go. The reason I didn't is because I opened it up to play it and then had to go do something. <laughs> That was all it was. Um, but where it sort of ends, it could be reasonable. Yeah, yeah, like it could reasonably sort of have more to it. Yeah. You are also listening to Zed Games. I am Ronnie, and in the studio with me, I have Zara. Hi, Ronnie. We swapped seats. Oh yeah, we did swap seats. I don't know and what's going on. <laughs> that was that was beautiful. Thank you. That was absolute. <sighs> round of applause everyone <laughs> round of applause I am so, I'm actually just so you were so nervous for no reason I was very nervous for, for no, no reason. reason yeah and here we are and nothing exploded nothing exploded. I'm fine you're fine I'm alive I'm also alive and you have a review for us I have a I have a review it's more like a uh propaganda oh yeah it's not a review it is a um please please Come join our nerdy world. This is Zara's very brief intro to D&D. You find yourself in a room that is five meters by five meters. It is empty, except for the people there with you, also waking up, and the long bench against one side of the room that supports four bundles of gear, including weapons. The room itself is made out of smooth stone tiles, 
off-white against the light coming from the ceiling. You see a door. It is solid and heavy. Next to the door is a hook, with a similarly heavy key hanging from it. You find that you have no recollection of what brought you here. You don't know who the other people are, although when you see each other, you feel a sense of knowing that you should know who they are. It is on the tip of your tongue, but it doesn't seem to want to leave. A piece of paper falls, falls from your pocket. When you look at it, it has a name. When you read it, you know it to be your name. How could you have ever forgotten your own name? And as those familiar strangers stir, you wonder, what do you do next? Open the door? Question those in the room with you? Grab the nearest weapon and start swinging? In the world of Dungeons and Dragons, all that and so much more is possible. All that really limits you is your imagination. And some rules, guidelines, and mechanics to get you going. First things first, what is Dungeons and Dragons? It is a tabletop role-playing game where a group of people all create characters to play as. A game master will control enemies, allies, and create the world and setting for the players, as well as guide the players through a story. But the players aren't just witnessing a story, they are experiencing and changing it. Dungeons and Dragons, or D&D for short, is a collaborative experience. The experience might be a slapstick comedy, an epic heroic tale, or a truly tragic story of heartbreak and betrayal. That's up to you. Now, there is a lot to this game, but it's a lot easier to get started than you would think. So here is Zara's very brief intro to D&D. First things first, you and your group will want to decide on a setting. Maybe you're going to eat pirates on the high seas, or exploring ancient ruins at the top of mountains. Knowing where you'll be playing is a good start. That is mostly up to your game master, but like I said, this is a collaboration. Next, building a character. Ideally, you and your group will want to have a balanced party, with at least one healer, one tank, and at least one for dealing damage. You can be extremely flexible with this. There are so many classes to work with. Tank types can be barbarians and paladins. Spell casters tend to be clerics, druids, sorcerers, warlocks, and wizards. Damage dealers may be fighters, monks, and rangers. Choosing your class depends on what kind of character you want to build. They all have their strengths and weaknesses. On top of classes, you have to decide on a race to play. Humans, elves, dwarves, and orcs are probably the most recognisable ones. But you can also play as halflings, goblins, drow, tieflings, cat people, bird people, and so much more. Each has their own strengths and weaknesses, and can complement and round out your character. Finally, you can build the rest of your character, which starts to involve dice. Depending on your decisions and the numbers you roll, you can build your stats. The main ones are your hit points, which is your health, and your strength, dexterity, constitution, intelligence, wisdom, and charisma. These numbers will grant you modifiers that you will apply to your roles during gameplay. You will also select weapons, spells, and equipment best suited to your character and gameplay style. Okay, granted, this is a lot, but thankfully you can use a step-by-step -step guide or even dedicated character creators where you just need to make decisions, and it'll take care of the technical stuff for you. Okay, you've created your character, given them a name, maybe they're a tiefling bard or a halfling cleric, it's almost time to play. But first, a quick overview of the mechanics that you'll encounter as you play. I mentioned stats. Your stats, class, race and background will influence what skills you have. I'm not just talking about attacks and spells. You can get skills such as animal handling, deception, medicine, performance, stealth, survival and so much more. You can also be bad at some of these skills. After all, if you're in full plate armor, stealth isn't really going to be your forte. 
Spells and attacks are pretty self-explanatory. Depending on your character, you will have a range of spells and attacks you can use. For magic users, your strength will be with spells. For others, you'll be using weapons. You can get skills in both areas, but you'll generally focus on one or the other. Spell users, do be aware that you can only use a limited number of spells in battle. Some spells will have special requirements, like requiring you to concentrate for a minute, or you'll need materials like precious stones or even skulls. So don't just start launching fireballs everywhere. Now, outside of combat, you'll be wandering around, exploring the world your game master has put you in. You might need to break out of prison, solve a murder, or find a rare book. You'll talk to characters in your party, and this is your opportunity to roleplay, acting out as your characters. Are you the lone wolf type who doesn't want to be part of a party? Are you trying to find your lost family and you need your party to help you? Are you just tagging along to beat up some baddies? It's up to you, and don't be afraid to act it out. Uh-oh, you've run into a group of goblins who have been robbing travellers. It's time to roll for initiative. This will determine the order in which everyone will act. The goblins are also establishing their initiative order. The higher the number, the sooner you act. And when it's time to act, you have a few things you can do. Your turn will generally have three things you can do. You can move. How far you can move depends on your speed. You can perform an action, which might be an attack, casting a spell or using an item. And then you'll have a bonus action, which can sometimes be another attack, but it's usually your opportunity to do something minor. Maybe yell an insult. Whatever you do, you'll need to use your stats and abilities to see if you, if you succeed or not. The higher the roll, the better, usually. Each turn lasts six seconds, but you'll have more time than that to make your decision. Not that much time, though. Other players are waiting their turns, and you need to keep the game moving. Thankfully, with the help of your party members and some health potions, you have defeated the goblins, although one managed to run away. That probably won't be a problem later, but hey, you got some experience and some loot and a cool story for later. Actually, playing is fairly straightforward once you've got your character all set up. Don't be afraid to ask questions like, can I try to swing on these vines to get across the ravine? There is usually a way to pull off what you want to do, but do keep your character abilities in mind. Vine swinging is usually easier for a ranger than it is for a paladin. So how do you get started? You'll want to find a group of people, at least four, but you don't want to have more than six people, not to start with. One person needs to be the game master, but don't worry, we'll be doing an intro to being a game master in a future episode. It's not as intimidating as you think. You can find tons of adventures already written up with story, characters and enemies, maps and dungeons, and any relevant information online. Some for free, some for a small cost. Or you can even buy one of the official campaigns, such as Curse of Strahd. Having the player's handbook will contain all the information you need to build a character and play them effectively. But you can use online character creators to build your character. The D&D 5th edition community wiki will also have all the information you need on weapons, armor, classes, races, backgrounds, spells, and so much more. Once you build your character, it's a great reference. Creating or finding a group isn't hard either. Maybe you'll have your friends who can join your party, but you can also look into local play spaces. There are tons of groups looking for new players and many veterans who are happy to teach and guide new players. You can find an experienced game master to lead you through your first adventure. And really, the best way to learn is to just get started. The community has never been so welcoming and easy to get into. After all, at the end of the day, we're all just a bunch of nerds playing pretend. 
and it's a lot of fun. So go pick up some dice, bring up a name generator, and just get into it. You can go to our Facebook page at ZEDGamesAU for handy-dandy links to online character creators, some adventures to get you started, and the official resource you need to get started. Happy adventuring! Good luck. You will need it. <laughs> I remember my first time playing D&D. Wasn't I nearly it? died very quickly. It was with you. Oh, it was with me. Yes, yeah. that sounds... That I, sounds... I snuck off and, yeah, yeah, the goblins got the best of me. But, but you okay. didn't you didn't die. No, I didn't die and that's fine. And you had fun, didn't you? I had so much fun. Yeah. I had so so much fun. And, and would, you will too. And would you say that it wasn't as intimidating as you thought it was like once you got started? Oh, definitely not. And there wasn't nearly as much math as I thought there was going to be. Yeah, it's it sounds like a lot coming into it, but really just get into it. Yeah, the as the sooner you get into it, the less overwhelming it becomes. Yeah. Um, yeah. We are Zed Games. We are Zed I Games. I am Rani, and in studio with me is Zara. Hi. And we're going to have to say goodbye. We're going to have to... Well, before we say goodbye, I just wanted to ask you, how do you feel? I feel very nervous. Yeah. I'm going to go home, and I'm going to eat some good food. <laughs> That's sounds, what I'm do. Sounds good. I'm going to eat some I'm good food do. as well, but not because I'm nervous, just because I like good food. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Pretty excited. But, um, yeah, we're going to have to say bye. We're going to have to say Goodbye. All right. Goodbye, guys. Goodbye. Goodbye. I love you. Thanks for listening to Zed Games. If you'd like to listen to more, check out our podcast on Spotify. Or follow us on social media at ZEDGamesAU. See See you next time. time.